Dennis Snyder, the Savannah Morning News, and this is uh, this week's the On the 50-Yard Line podcast, high school football. So this week we'll be looking at uh, at three games coming up, three big ones coming up this week, and how, how the teams did last week headed into these, these big matchups. The first one was Benedictine. Uh, the cadets rolled to a 51-7 win over Wayne County last week at Memorial Stadium. Justin Thomas rushed for 171 yards and three touchdowns and made an interception. And that was just in the first half. He didn't have to play after that. It was it was such a blowout. Uh, Justin has really got the, the ground game going for the cadets with about 380 yards rushing in the last two wins that they've had over North Oconee the week before. He had over 200 yards. Auburn commit Holden Gurner didn't have to do too much with the passing game with this big blowout, but he was four out of 11 for 83 yards in a steady rain that night with a couple touchdown passes to Zaquan Bryan of 38 and 14 yards. Both were impressive throws. And Bryan now has six touchdowns on the season. Holden Sapp and, and Bryce Baker have been holding it down at linebacker for the cadets. Baker leads the team with 36 tackles, and Holden has 32 stops with two interceptions. Ben Hollerback has been steady in the defensive backfield with 25 tackles, and Mac Cromenhoek has also been real good at linebacker with 27 tackles. Jeremiah Thomas, at the sophomore nose guard, has been coming on strong lately. He's one to watch. So BC, which is ranked number four by the AJC among class. Class 4A schools has a big matchup this week as Ware County comes to town. Ware County is 4-0, and they are ranked number two in, in Class 5A by the AJC. This is going to be a, a matchup of two of the top quarterbacks in the state, in, in Gurner, who's headed to Auburn, and Thomas Castellanos, the senior quarterback from Ware County, who is headed to University of Central Florida. Castellanos has completed 66% of his throws for 1,062 yards with 10 touchdowns and three interceptions. He's also rushed for 278 yards and five touchdowns. Last year, Ware County handed BC its first loss of the year, and Cassianos did his his best Im- imitation of Russell Wilson of the Seattle Seahawks with, with a great game, great performance. Uh, Ware County also has a solid running back in Cartevius Norton, he has 535 yards and five scores on the season, and he has offers from team from colleges such as Iowa State, Akron, and Georgia State. So this should be a great matchup. It's going to be Friday night at Memorial Stadium with kickoff set for 7:30. Another big one that that's always uh, well attended with crowds from eight to ten thousand is going to be Effingham at South Effingham. This is a great a great series. It's been going on for, uh, this will be the 28th edition. Effingham County leads the all-time series 15 to 12, and they've won seven out of the last nine meetings, including a 10 to nothing win last year at home against the Mustangs. This is uh, Coach John Ford, uh, his first year leading leading the Rebels. So this is his first year in this, uh, in this rivalry, and he's really looking forward to it. Effingham, which only won three games all of last season, is off to a two and one start. They won 27 to six last week, and the week before they shut out Lakeside 20 to nothing. They beat Henry 27 to six last week. South Effingham had a had a bye week coming into this one after a 33 to 30 
win over Wayne County in which Liam Rickman was the uh, was the hero with his last second field goal. Cam Edwards ran for over 100 yards and a touchdown in that game. So we're expecting a, another uh, thriller out there in Guyton as South Effingham hosts Effingham in this one. Another big game will be Calvary Day as as the Cavaliers celebrate their homecoming uh, this week against Strong Rock Christian. Calvary Day is ranked number three in Class A private. They're off to a 5-0 and start. Last week they beat, they were on the road in Macon and they beat First Presbyterian 28 to 21. Jake Merklinger, the sophomore quarterback with offers from Michigan State and Cincinnati, continues to impress. He was 27 of 34 last week, passing for 238 yards and ran for a pair of scores, including the go-ahead touchdown, a 13-yard run in the final minute of the, of the game. He's completed 70% of his throws this year for 993 yards with six touchdowns and three interceptions. Uh, keep a Keep an eye out for this freshman running back, Donovan Johnson. He's off to a great start. This kid's averaging 7.2 yards per carry with 548 yards and four touchdowns on the season. Calvary Day's defense is just stellar at at all levels. They got Terry Simmons up front on the nose, a 300-pounder with tons of athleticism. He's just a junior. Then we got Jawan Johnson. The senior defensive back, he has offers from Gardner-Webb and Army. And A.J. Butts, the sophomore, he's leading the team with 57 tackles through five games. And he's also making making his presence felt as a running back on offense. Then we have Troy Ford at linebacker. He's got offers from Notre Dame, Auburn, Georgia Tech, and more on the horizon. Ford and Butts each had three tackles for losses in the win over First Presbyterian last week, and they'll be uh, they'll be looking to uh, to keep the points off the board once again in this homecoming game with Strong Rock Christian coming to town. That's that's set for 7:30 at Calvary Day on Friday night. Wanted to take a moment to uh, before we get to our on the 50-yard line interview this week to just uh promote the savannahnow.com and the sports coverage we have here. If you want to know the latest on Georgia Southern football or how Savannah State is looking, coming into their next game, or if it comes to high school sports, who are the hottest teams in the Coastal Empire, football and and all all the sports, what you want to do is come to savannahnow.com and check out the coverage we have. We have features, game stories, opinion columns, great photos by our man Richard Burkhart. It's all there. If you're not a subscriber, now's the time to try it out. You can get full access to our digital content for a dollar a month for the next six months. Go to savannahnow.com forward slash subscribe now and sign up. And this week in our On the 50 Yard Line interview, we, we talked with Johnson's Kenderick Bonner. The, the coach, the Adam Smasher coach is in his fourth year leading the team, and they just came off a, a big win off Jenkins two weeks ago, their first win over Jenkins in in uh, seven years. And now Johnson will be starting out his, his region schedule Thursday night against Liberty County in a game that's being played at Islands. So here's Ken Derek Bonner talking about what we can expect for the, for the rest of the year for the Adam Smashers. 
Okay, we're usually at the 50-yard line, but we got some rain today, so we're out in front of the Johnson Gym with Johnson coach Kenderick Bonner. He's in his fourth year leading the Adam Smashers, and uh, they just beat Jenkins last week, 14 to eight. It was the first win over uh, Jenkins in seven games for for Johnson. So a big win there. They were 22-point underdogs in that game, and came through with the win. When coach took over, Johnson had been one and 28 the past three seasons. And since then, they've gone 9-23, and 23, so he's, he's getting that program going in the right direction. Coach, what was the biggest challenge you faced coming in to Johnson to turn this program around? Uh, over the years, it's changed. In year one, it was about trying to get guys to come out and stay out. Um, people don't really realize that football is a hard grind outside of just the in-season stuff. And um, I think that the kids finally bought in in the offseason. Um, summer workouts, uh, people told me that the numbers would be low, but um, I stuck with it and the numbers increased. And then just even trying to do spring sports and have uh, offseason workouts at the same time, people told me that the numbers would be low again for that, and I stuck with it, and the numbers were actually better than people always predicted. So I think that was the number one thing, like coming in and just having the participation. So getting those numbers up, I mean, you're walking the hallway, see a kid who looks like he's a good athlete who you haven't seen out for the team. Are you kind of recruiting the hallways <laughs> other sports too? Definitely, definitely. Um, the luxury that I have is I, I am a PE teacher here at Johnson. So anybody that's in the gym, just shooting around, running around, doing anything inside the gym, I'm teaching three classes. So I kind of get a chance to recruit them heavily just right there. Speaking of crossover athletes, you got a great one in Ted Hurst, who's one of the best basketball players in town. And he's also one of the best football players. He's as a receiver and DB for you guys. He had two touchdown catches last week against Jenkins, and he has 19 catches for 332 yards on the year. Um, what, what can fans expect looking at Hurst for the rest of the season? Um, that one, he's dynamic. 6'4", uh, uh, running a 4'6'40". Man, he can stretch. He can stretch the defense out. I mean, just put straight stress on him. He can go deep. He can catch it short. He can catch it on across the middle. He's versatile, and um, they can definitely expect to see him making plays from a whole bunch of different positions. We don't just line him up at one position. So you don't have to really game plan to stop him. So he's teaming up with his classmate Keon Edwards, who has uh, stepped into the starting role at quarterback. How how would you describe his development uh, behind center for you guys? Um, I think last week, everything slowed down for, for Keon. Um, the first three games, I think it was kind of fast. Expectations might have been too high. But last week, he kind of calmed down. He showed some composure. And I think between the two of them, they really helped lead us to the victory. OK, Coach, and you held Jenkins with that strong run game they got to just eight points. Who are a couple of the guys that are really standing out defensively for you this year? Um, on the defensive line, uh, Jaden Boone. And also Jaleel Kears, um, both of them are starting defensive ends. And then I can just go on and on about the defense right now, to be honest. But just up front, helping eliminate a run game, Jaden Boone and Jaleel Kears. Okay, you got a bye this week before starting a Region 3-3A play against Liberty County the following week. What are the expectations and goals of the team going forward this year? Um, one of the major things is just cleaning up learning how to execute. A couple of uh, our games, we talked about effort don't win football games. Execution alone with effort does. And so uh, obviously last week was our first chance, getting a chance to execute better and put the effort out on the field. And if we can continue to do that, um, I think we're gonna be fine. This week, that's been the main focus. 
focus on Johnson. Focus on Johnson. Don't worry about who the opponents are on the schedule the rest of the way. Let's clean up what we do and let the chips fall how they fall. Okay, Coach, hey, I appreciate your time and good luck for the rest of the year. Thank you. Okay.